You're listening to the Sped Prep Academy podcast. Your host, Jennifer Hofferberg, is an award-winning veteran special educator who shares her experience, knowledge, and passion to help other special educators survive and thrive in this profession. Join her and other guests as they share tips and tricks of the trade for the ever-crazy, completely overwhelming, laugh-so-you-don't-cry profession of being a special education teacher. Hey there, welcome to another episode of the SPAD Prep Academy podcast. This is episode 36, and I'm your host, Jennifer, and I've been teaching special education for 26 years. And while teaching children with special needs is my passion, I've also developed a love for teaching teachers as well. My goal is to provide you with timely and applicable information that you can immediately put into action within your own classroom, department, or program. These weekly mini doses of professional development are perfect for the busy teacher who needs just a little boost of motivation to stay in the trenches week after week because this job is not for the faint of heart, and if we don't stick together, we're not going to get through it. If this is your first time here, I am so glad you found me. The podcast is released every Wednesday morning, so make sure you hit subscribe so you can get your weekly reminder. And if you want to learn more from me, head over to spedprepacademy.com slash resource library where you can find free forms, checklists, posters, and more specifically designed just for special education teachers. That's spedprepacademy.com slash resource library. Before we get into the show today, I have to remind you again, I know I did it the last two or three episodes, but you need to know that I'm going to be teaching a session on the Intentional IEP Summer PD series. I actually just recorded right before I got on here to record this podcast episode, and it was a great conversation with the one and only Stephanie DeLessie from Mrs. D's Corner. Stephanie was on this podcast earlier this year, and afterwards, she invited me to collaborate on a project with her. And it was a no-brainer. I love talking with Stephanie, and she is so knowledgeable and passionate about special education, just like I am. So I'm super excited and extremely proud to be a part of her summer PD series. The sessions have already began rolling out this week, so you need to get signed up now so that you don't miss out. To get signed up, all you have to do is to go to www.spedprepacademy.com SPD and click the link to enroll. It's only $77 and you will get access to all 20 mini professional development trainings that will be dripped out to you each week and all the way through July. And the sessions include topics like transition, behavior plans, how to include young students in the IEP process, and my session, which is how to write detailed present levels of performance. And if that wasn't enough, she just adds bonus topic after bonus topic. So it's really something that I wish I would have had when I first started teaching because, you know, they don't give you a handbook of how to be a great special education teacher. You're just kind of thrown in there, left to sink or swim. And through this PD series, Stephanie has really given teachers a life raft with this PD series so that you can learn um, during the summer. It's They're all recorded, so you don't have to be live for anything. So it's an amazing opportunity. So again, that's www.spedprepacademy.com slash SPD. So like I said in the intro, I just finished my 26th year of teaching, but I know many of you are still in the classroom for another one, two, three, possibly even more weeks. So I just wanted to make today's show all about ending a school year. Whether it's a stressful school year like we all just had, or a typical year where you're just burned out and ready for a break, the end of a school year sometimes can't come soon enough. You get to the point where you just want to shove everything in a drawer or a closet, shut it, and not think about it for three months. 
Well, at least that's what I want to do. But I've learned a few tricks over the years that helps me close out one school year while also intentionally planning for the next. The first is to have a conversation with your staff. Emotions were running a bit high at the end of the school year. Everyone was on edge and just ready to be done, and I could tell that there's a little bit of tension within my department. So my talks came a couple of weeks earlier than normal, but I make sure and have this conversation sometime within the last week of school. I sit each one down individually and go over things that went well this year, things that need to be improved, things that were stressing them out, what students and teachers they really enjoyed working with, and which ones were a struggle. I let them give me requests of who they want to work with next year, with the understanding, of course, that not every request will be able to be granted, but I want them to trust that they have some say in their schedules because at the end of the day, happy paras make happy teachers. I also point blank ask them if they are intending on coming back the next year so that I can begin planning for the next school year. I do this for two reasons. I want to know as soon as possible when someone isn't coming back so that we can begin looking for a replacement much sooner. As well as by doing this, I am giving the ones who have found other employment an opening to be able to let me know their plans instead of stressing them out about how and when they're going to tell me that they found a different job. My parents understand the importance of their jobs and how leaving will cause a void for me. And when they find a different job that most likely pays better, that's a whole other episode topic, they feel guilty for putting me in a bind. And it's been my experience that they hold off on telling me until the beginning of the next year because they are scared or they don't want to let me down. So by providing that opening, we are able to have a conversation about what is best for their family or their situation. I never want someone to think that I'm not happy for them if they need to make a change for whatever reason. I just want to be made aware of it at the earliest time possible. Number two is to make sure all your paperwork is turned in. When you hold an IEP, you will be responsible for turning in the IEP itself, the meeting notes, the notice of meeting, and any other documents that your district requires. These items are supposed to be turned in within 10 days of holding an IEP, but I'm well aware that life happens and you might forget something here or there. It could be that you really struggle with the paperwork aspect and you've been hoarding it away until the last minute. Whatever your reason for not turning in your paperwork, it has to be done before you leave for summer break. There are reports that the district has to turn in and audits that will need to be done, so one of your responsibilities as a professional is to get it turned in so that others can do their job. The last thing you want to happen over your summer break is for the district office to call you to locate some paperwork that was never submitted throughout the year. I have a checklist that I used to go through a file and check off every item as I get it copied and submitted. That way I know it was done and I don't have to worry about it at the end of the year. If you don't have a system like this in place, call your district office and confirm that all your required paperwork has been submitted. And if it hasn't, get it done as soon as possible. Number three is in addition to making sure that your paperwork is turned into the district office, you also want to make sure your teacher files are in order so that when you come back to school in the fall, it's one less thing to worry about. And if you aren't careful and intentional about your paperwork, you might end up with a big green monster by the end of the year. A green monster is the ugly green hanging file folder that many special education teachers used to keep all of their paperwork and they file it within their desk or a file cabinet and it's filled with more than one year of IEP paperwork, data sheets, meeting notes, evaluation reports, teacher input, on and on and on. But what makes them ugly is the way in which they are not organized. There is no rhyme or reason to the information. All of the data is just shoved into the folder and passed on to the next teacher or left for you to return to in the fall. To help you get yourself organized and be ready for a new school year, go through that file with a fine-toothed comb 
and make sure that every piece of paperwork is placed into the correct corresponding folder. I've actually trained a few of my staff members to know how to do this. The labels I use are current IEP, previous IEPs, evaluations, progress reports, documentation, and miscellaneous. Number four is to put important items in an easy-to-remember place. Of course, you are going to have IEP files in a secure locked cabinet or desk drawer, but I'm also talking about other important things like remote controls, teacher's manuals, digital pens for your smart boards, and any other small pieces of equipment that can easily go missing over a summer break. Put them in your desk drawer and lock it or in a special drawer within your file cabinet. And then, because I'm at the age when I'm getting rather forgetful, I leave myself a note in my top desk drawer as to where those items are located. Speaking of notes, number five is to make a note for yourself about the things that need to be top of mind as soon as school reconvenes. It could be that you need to test a student and write a report as soon as you get back because their IEP is due rather quickly. Or it could be that you had a new student show up at the end of last year and you need to contact their previous school for information. Trust me, this has happened. It might be that you have a training you don't want to forget or that you need to hire a new para. Whatever it is, make a to-do list and stick it in the top drawer of your desk so that it's the first thing you see when you come back and you're getting things ready to go. Number six is to make a list of students you know for a fact that you will have on your caseload the next year. I will be honest, when I go on summer break, I think very little about what the next school year will look like, but I do like to have an idea of the students I will have and what their specific needs might be, just in case I come across something during the summer that will that I think will work for a child or for when I do want to do a little planning over the summer. I know who my kids will be. For example, we have a running spreadsheet that we update at the end of every school year. We take our fifth grade students off and we move everyone up a grade and then add on the new preschoolers that we know for sure we will have in kindergarten. We work with our principal to select classroom teachers who will work well with the child's specific needs, and so she will have that list when it's time for enrollment. We also list any needs for our new ones. We have a preschooler who will be coming to kindergarten in our building next year, and we were invited to his initial placement meeting, and we were made aware of the behavior concerns that we might be facing instead of just enrolling him and letting us figure it out. And number seven is to get some closure. This has always been important for me, but it wasn't until I wasn't able to do it last year that I realized how important it was. I was robbed of the chance to say goodbye in person, and I didn't realize how important it was for my mental health to be able to do that. Transitioning students to a new building is easy to do on paper. You type in the services they will receive in middle school or high school. You type in the name of next year's case manager, and you think to yourself how quickly time goes. But then as the end of the school year begins to come to a close, it starts to hit you that it's time to say goodbye to students that you've most likely taught for two, three, sometimes even six years. Students you've bonded with and who feel like family to you. And dang it, it's tough. Closure for me is having them sign my yearbook and me writing a whole paragraph in theirs about the potential I see in them and how much I loved being their teacher. It is being able to watch them during their fifth grade promotion ceremony making them a candy stole and putting it around their neck and telling them how proud I am of their progress. It's taking pictures with them for the parents who have built a relationship with me and who are scared about the unknown upcoming school year. It's getting in that last hug before the parents take them home early for the day. It's about choking back tears until you've had the chance to walk away because you don't want them to see you cry. And as hard as it is, this is a very important aspect to ending a school year. 
So that's it. My seven tips to shutting down a school year and intentionally getting ready in the back of your mind for the next one. Thank you for sticking with me until the end. I can tell that by just by listening to this show that you are just as dedicated to the field of special education as I am, and you want to grow into an amazing educator. And I'm here for it. I'm here for you, and I'm so thrilled to be able to share all of my wisdom of being a veteran SPED teacher on the SPED Prep Academy podcast. If you're enjoying this podcast and want to share it with your friends, go ahead and screenshot an image of your favorite episode and tag me on Instagram. You can also subscribe to the show and leave a review. They give an instant boost to my ego and help others find the podcast as well. And I'd love it if you'd join us in the private SPED Prep Academy Facebook community. We are just getting started. There's maybe 100... 130, 150 people in there right now, but it's a safe space where special educators and related service providers can talk shop. If you liked what you heard today and realized you found your SPED soulmate, please subscribe and then head over to spedprepacademy.com slash podcast to check out the show notes and to sign up to be notified each time a new episode airs. Go out and have an amazing day and I'll catch you on the next episode.